Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Uh, standing by to join us is Shan Raquel, and we're going to talk about her film, The Morning After. It's a uh, award-winning romantic comedy. Good morning. Good morning. Loved your film, as I mentioned off-air. Thank you. <laughs> How did you uh, come up with this idea? I'm not really quite sure exactly, but I think it's mm-hmm. just because I think it's interesting in the dating world um, today. And I actually wrote the movie about seven years ago. Okay. Um, and so when I made the movie two years ago, I obviously like kind of rewrote it um, once I got my financing in line. Um, but because dating has changed so much. But um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I live in Los Angeles, but <laughs> <laughs> the dating stories I hear from my friends and a lot of men that I work with because I'm a cinematographer mm-hmm. um, by trade. So I hear a lot. Um, how would you de- how would you describe the dating world? Um, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> want to get blamed for it. <laughs> um, I think it's it's people want something that's convenient to them. Yeah. I think right. You know, and I think a lot of people are lazy. And it's funny. I was actually at Mammoth this weekend with um, about six single people and one married couple, and we were all talking about the dating scene and uh, basically saying, you know, if so many, one of the guys, he just moved here, um, he's been in LA for two years, and he said, I'm the really nice guy. If I see a girl in the grocery store, I'm like, hi, how are you? And he told me a story. He approached a girl like that, and she actually dropped her basket and, like, left. What? Yeah, and I'm like, I think people are so, everyone in their head, not everybody, but I think majority of people that are, you know, single and trying to find romance or trying to find the one, like, on a dating app or Mm -hmm. in person, um, I think people put too much pressure on it, and it's too built up, and they don't just take the subtlety and, like, oh, my God, this guy said hi to me. Oh, my, he smiled, you know, engage in conversation. And I think everyone is very quick to point out what is wrong. Oh, yes. Well, there's somebody, and I can say that because I'm, that's totally me. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> we always look for things like faults rather than the positives, you know, in somebody. Right. Um, and so I think that's what a lot of people do. And I think it's just, you know, if they don't have this checklist, they're out. Oh, you know? yeah. Especially in L.A. No offense to yeah. anybody listening from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I have a friend who, like, met a guy. I'm like, how was it? She's like, it was great, but he was too short. I'm like... What? I'm like, was he taller than you? Well, yeah, but I want him like four inches taller than me. Oh, I'm like, no. If that's the worst of your problems, problems with him, like that's an amazing relationship. <laughs> exactly. You know what I think it is, too, is that people have this preconceived checklist. Well, I'm going to meet him this way, you know? Yeah. He's going to be like this, and that's it. Like, they're not flexible, and they, as you said, the people are very critical. Yeah, and I also think the apps have made it kind of a game. Mm-hmm. Even though I know a lot of people have met their boyfriends or husbands or wives on the app, um, I just think it, it takes a lot of work, of you know, course. to find somebody yeah. um, that's genuine and sincere. But, but so the, the, this whole film is kind of based upon that. And, like, you know, when you meet somebody the night before a bar yeah. or you're lonely and you call your ex or you hook up with your best friend, you know, because you're feeling lonely and it's, like, dealing with the aftermath of that the next morning and dealing with the consequences and, right. you know, not everybody, as you, you've seen the film, so not everybody stays. One or two may sneak out, and yes. then do they get caught, or what happens, you know? Exactly. Well, I, and I love the poster. I put it up on my blog, getthefunkout.co.kc. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love how they're lying in bed, and they're both on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've won a lot of awards. Congratulations. What have you, yes. what are some of the things Thank that you. people have said about the film? Um, a lot of people have said a lot of positive things. And one, uh, usually people come up to me at the end and they say, wow, that's so relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, or one or two of those vignettes have happened to me. Um, I did have one person who said all of those vignettes happened to her. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> really? maybe you should announce that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's um, it's very relatable, and it's it's interesting from somebody who's 19 years old to somebody who's like 75 or 80 years old in the audience. They all would come up to me and say how much they appreciate it and how relatable it was. Oh, I love it. And I don't know if the older folks were relating to it from you know when they were dating back in the day, or if it's what they see in their children, you know, or. Mm-hmm. But well, they could be dating now too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, they would be like with their husband and wife, like in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Um, yes. It was really well received on there, um, and so it was great. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. great. So, and I know you also uh, cut a deal with—is it Prince Films? Yeah, Prince Film or Prince Films. Um, They—he's a my sales agent, um, mm-hmm. and we sold this movie to HBO Europe, and it's on Amazon Prime in the United States, and it's um, also on VOD in Korea and um, Latin America, and it's also out in Germany. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun, a fun ride. <laughs> is, is this uh, one of your first films that you've worked on? This is my first feature that I wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a cinematographer. I've been shooting for quite a while. And so this was my first baby that I, you know, wrote, created, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say baby, it's, I mean, I've never been pregnant, but I can imagine it's just a much of a process. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. It is. So, and you, you had a uh, short called Manscaping. What was that about? Yeah, that is a short film about three different vignettes of three different characters of the reasons of why they manscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was inspired by A Night at Sundance years ago <laughs> um, in a bar. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, now it's more common Mm-hmm. that you hear about that, but, you know, back in 2006, 2007, it was kind of like, a, wait, what? You have separate clippers for down there? Exactly. Huh? <laughs> um, and so I just thought it'd be a funny little interesting topic. I love to that you made a someone. mockumentary out of it. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of do a documentary, but, it, you know, that could take a long time to shoot and uh, yeah. patrolable and no, so. It's, it's a funny topic, so. And, um, so what's what's on your list? Like, do you have other things that you'd like to work on, or you want to do other films like this? Yes, I have a film that I'm writing right now um, about a girl's getaway. Um, and then I'm also, I have The Morning After I Turn Into a TV Series, so I'm pitching that around right now as well. That is great. I could definitely see that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's been kind of amazing that, not often, but like maybe once a week or once every two weeks, Somebody random that I have no idea what part of the world they live in emails me or messages me um, or tweets or something and says, wow, your movie was great. Where's the sequel? <laughs> you know, exactly. or like, that's so relatable. But um, it's been really, it's been really good. Awesome. All right. So the theme of the show, get the funk out. Obviously, we've all been through these ups and downs. You know, how did you kind of stick to your focus and stick to your path? Did you have moments where you were questioning yourself? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I've heard this, but I never believed it because I've worked in the business for so long. But like making your first feature is, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard. And, um, and it's, I'm sure it's the same thing as opening up your own business, you know, and it's your passion. It's your baby. And there's so many moments where you're like, I mean, I've never, I would never give up and I never wanted to give up, but it was just like, there's just bumps you hit, you know, and like, Oh, like if you can't control, um, things that happen in different departments mm-hmm. throughout the process. Right. And that's kind of what's like, if you send it out in post and you send it to like a certain department and it's like, Oh, it's taking longer. Or this isn't working. And, and then it takes longer than they say. And then you have deadlines and it has a, you know, it's just, there's bumps and stuff. So you have to be willing to accept that and be flexible and realize, you know, it's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the so. way, I love the name of the production company. Oops. Productions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. How did you come up with that? Um, well, it's not as interesting probably as it okay. one would think. But um, <laughs> my investor and I were trying to think of a fun production company. And I actually met him on an airplane. Um, okay. And I said, hey, what should we call the company? And he said, well, we call it, I think we are in 2AB mm-hmm. on American. He's like, we could call it 2AB Productions. I'm like, yeah, we could do that. I'm like, or we call it Oops because... When you wake up next to somebody the next morning, exactly. usually you're like, oops, you know, if you want to, like, escape. Yes, that's, yes, so. that's one way of describing it. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how that came I about. <laughs> now, if people want to check out the film, how can they do that? Um, they can go to Amazon Prime and type in the morning after. Um, and then, or they can check out our website, themorningaftermovie.com. Okay. And they can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at TMA underscore movie. Perfect. Any advice for people who would like to do what you're doing? I would say just never give up and try your hardest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my biggest thing is be genuine. Yes. You have to be genuine because I've worked on a lot of indie films and in the business for a long time. And people go the extra mile if you're genuine and they see that you really want to make it happen. Sure. Was it hard to make the shift from being a cinematographer to, to taking over as writer and director? Um, I'm not quite sure. I, I don't think my writing process is normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why is that? But, yeah, I don't know, I've always been a very visual person, but I'm, mm-hmm. um, hence why I'm a cinematographer. But I don't think it was that difficult. I think, I think being a cinematographer has helped me transition and I was very efficient with shooting the film. You know, we shot the movie in 11 days with eight different locations. Great. Um, and so it, it makes me think quicker and faster and I don't Mm -hmm. need this. I don't need that, you know, for shots, for different shots and all that stuff. But no, I see what you're saying. Cause you, you think very differently than if you were just a writer because you can chop things up visually and kind of see how things sequence. Yeah. And I'm, I write, I don't know if normal writers write this way, but I can't write a scene unless it's blocked in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to visualize the room and everything yeah. and think of all the camera angles for telling, like, the direction and giving the dialogue. That is a gift. So it's already blocked in my head Wow. when I'm writing it. So that's how, like, the movie, my, my, my poor first ideas, every day they're like, do you have a shot list? I'm like, yeah, it's in my head. They're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, it's going to be here, 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 here. They're like, that's it? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. Because I was like, it's it's been in my head since I wrote the script, you know? Oh, no. Which I guess that's an advantage, in a way, yeah. versus like a first-time director who's never been on set. 
Sure, right. But, but not yeah. the people are trying to guess what in the world's going on between your ears. <laughs> yeah, and I think I would really tell younger filmmakers or someone who's going to you know, try to attempt their first film, um, you just have to trust that your other departments also know what they're doing, yes. you know? Right. And they're there to help you and guide you because there's so many times I was on um, a feature working as a cinematographer for a first-time director. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're there, the, the, the cinematographer is there to help you tell your story visually. And if you can't communicate that, then, then you know the movie that. isn't going to be as visually successful as it could be. Right. You know, and you have to trust them. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we have, have to, to leave the ego at the door. <laughs> leave the ego at the door. I like that. Yeah. So throw out your website one more time, and then we have to wrap, unfortunately. Um, com. Perfect. Or we're on Facebook. Um Facebook.com, The Morning After Movie. All right, great. And again, congrats. This was a great film. Thank you so much. All right. Nice talking to you. Thanks for calling in. Nice talking to you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Shandra Kale calling in to talk about her film, The Morning After. And if you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And in just a bit, my next guest will be calling in Jolene Hart. She's a certified health coach, former magazine beauty editor, and she's author of Eat Pretty and Eat Pretty, Live Well. And we will bring her on in just a bit.